In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, listener email. Now look, I don't normally do this, but this is going to help you. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, the Q Diggity Dog, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Hey guys. Hey guys. I sit here after crushing six pieces of bacon, one of my favorite mugs in the whole world, my Steven Crowder mug, with a full, beautiful coffee. As I will slurp Mm-mm. and say, I'm excited about this episode. It's not something I normally do. Now, listen, bro, I'm going to talk about your email. You don't know who you are yet because we're not reading it. But typically, we just keep these emails to ourselves. We might just discuss situations as a Jack and Jill. But I feel this particular email warrants being read. Now, before you get tripped out, you've sent in an email, you're worried like, oh my lord, this guy's going to read my mail, literally, online, or over the air. I'm not going to say your name. I'm not going to say your email address. I'm going to keep you full anonymous. But I believe this is such a good email that we're going to give you a journey episode talking about the email. We're going to take then... Go to a game plan and then develop a playbook episode. To help others. And it's going to help other people, which is what we love to do. Remember, we started. I started this marriage podcast in an effort to give back to the world because of what Coach Rita did to pour into our lives. So this is what it's all about. So it may be a little complicated, but I'm going to read you I'm going to read you this email. I'm going to read you our responses. I have 10,000 pictures on my phone. That is absurd. I'm not saying anything cuz I have way more than that. Oh. I have hockey games online. Yeah. Okay, let's get down to the bees nass. I was pretty close to saying ass. Yeah, it was really close. I'll okay. say it for you. I'll be the heathen. All right, brother. I'm going to read your email right now. Listen, I'm not going to say your name, your email address, or nothing. I just want to put that out there, okay? But I am going to read it. Here we go. Hello. I could really use your help. I'm not asking you to fully diagnose what's wrong or a manual on what to do. This is already my kind of guy. I'm just saying. This guy is already my kind of guy because he has my sense of humor. If that's what he was doing, was writing that to be funny. Or he may be literal. I don't know. I'm asking for advice, a direction to go in, or a tip to get to the path that will help find a way to fix the damage I've done. I could make this an extremely long email. But I know you got a family and more important things. But my wife is growing resentment towards me. Not because of cheating or being unfaithful or anything like that. 
But the best way I can think to sum it up is my natural, unwillingly, unknowingly tendency to be selfish. This dude is wide open. He is being vulnerable, bearing his soul. And I couldn't, I just completely respect the guy for doing that. You know, he's really putting himself out there. This is a man who wants to take his marriage in in a different direction. He's accepting responsibility, Mm -hmm. which is one of the key factors in what we talk about doing. So kudos to you, you big freaking stud. In my mind, I'm doing things for her, thinking of her. I've been trying to fix it for as long as she's been growing a resentment towards me because of it. Even though... In my head, my actions mean differently. How many of us have been there where you're doing something that you think is helping, but really it's hurting your relationship? You're doing what you think is right, but you're not asking what's right. Yeah, and I don't even blame the guy because we've all been there. Mm-hmm. We have all, I have been there taking you on dates, getting you out of the house. Just taking you to the movies because I figured you'd be glad. It's what I would want. And I was missing. Swing and a miss. <laughs> um, let's see. Even though in my head my actions mean differently, I believe she would be willing to see me to see my change more. But as you said in, in an episode, I've not built any credibility. This guy, this is a good dude right here. This is a good dude, I'm telling you. I've not given her what she needs. There's an exclamation point. I swear her and our two girls are my number one priority in the end. But my actions always seem to show different. Regardless of my intentions or my thoughts, this is a very deep-rooted problem for us. There's a lot more to it than just what's in this email, which we understand. When, when y'all are emailing us, we get the point that you're giving us one piece of the perspective. There's too much to really get into. You're going after the biggest piece first. Yeah, you're going after what you think. It's like low-hanging fruit. It's what's most immediate, okay? Um, regardless of my intentions or thoughts, this is a very deep-rooted problem for us. There's a lot more to it than just what's in the email, but it's been picking apart our marriage. It will eventually collapse if I don't figure it out. I put both of you, so he emailed Jeannie and I, on this email, so hopefully I may, I made a point, or I may, uh, let's see, point of view from both sides. Yeah, because you do want to get both sides of the opinion, I agree. Like I said, I'm not asking for the magical fix, or nothing like that, just a point to start, something new to try. Give me the playbook. <laughs> I've been trying for years, and years is capitalized with an exclamation point. You know this guy means what he says here. Yeah. So any help would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. And for me, I read that, and look, I've replied to guys in the past, given them advice, and they fight me. They freaking fight me about well, it. They try to do everything all at once, and then they get mad because it didn't work. Well, you only tried it once. 
Yeah, the pushback is, I've tried that once. It didn't work. It's like, yeah, bro, you are a freaking engineer. You're thinking that you could work this out analytically, but you can't. But like he said, like we've said, you have to build credibility through action. It's mm -hmm. not just words. So my response to Jack, bravo for having the courage to reach out for help. I honor that. My word of advice would be similar to the episode with Jeff and Candace. Do the next right thing. The question is, what is the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. What three things does your wife need in order for her to feel like she matters? And she is a priority. This will give us, this will help us give you some advice and point you in the right direction. Thanks again for reaching out. Let's do this. And I know nobody really likes to have their question answered with a question. But in my opinion, for me to better understand it, this is something Coach Rita taught me, you know, with listener emails, is that you have to pose these particular questions so you can get more information to help. <clears throat> and then Jack replies back, I thank you for replying. Well, bro, we promised you that we would. <laughs> I think it's awesome that... Not everybody that, does. Not everybody does. I think it's awesome that there was excitement. Yeah. You know, I feel good about that. Because when people have replied to me in the past, I'm no, I'm no movie star. But when you listen to somebody in a podcast and you email them and you get a reply, it is like, holy crap. You listen to me. They replied. So thank you for celebrating that. The three things I would say which will go with her love languages. I mean, he brought that up. This guy, he's a student yeah, of the game. He was listening to the episodes. Yeah, he's a student of the game. I dig that. Number one is quality time times two, LOL. So quality time. Mm -hmm. Is this me from the, from the past emailing me in the future? <laughs> uh, acts of service. And then, and he's like, I know it's not a love language, but to be heard, to listen and to get an appropriate um, resonance or response to understand and to be her rock. And uh, says, I'm going to go back and re-listen to that episode. Right on. These are the things that he believes, from his point of view, will make her feel like a priority and like she's being heard. We all want that. No mm -hmm. matter how rugged and tough you are, dude, we all want that. And then uh, I said, excellent. Two things here. If you haven't asked her what her top three are and compare to yours. Oh, let's see. If you haven't, where's the punctuation, Q-Dog? There should have been a freaking comma there. If you haven't, ask her what her top three are and compare them to yours. Next, ask her. Boy, I really sucked on this email. Ask her the all-important question, which is, what does that look like? Remember, you can both say the same thing, and it could mean something different. For example, if she confirms quality time, the question is, so what? So quality time is what makes you feel like you matter? What does it look like for you? My version of quality time was not Jeannie's. Since I'm a schlub, 
It took me a while to figure it out. Remember, even though you might, uh, even though you might change right away, this takes time to earn credibility. Play the long game. Go win. Okay. He said, so I hope it was a good idea, but I remembered your episode of how your love languages can change through life. This dude is a student of the game, man. So I asked her to take the test to see what it says. I also took it again. Turns out I didn't remember hers in the correct order. He's systematic. He's going here. He's locking it in. Uh, her top three, acts of service, 37%. She needs you to do things for her. Mm -hmm. She need, That's what makes her feel like she matters. But that doesn't tell the whole story. Quality time, 23%. Tied with physical touch. I'm just going to say that's a freaking win right there. We like when quality, when physical touch is high on the list. <laughs> At least, you know, I know I did. Uh, we had a discussion on what these were, what they looked like. I guess I am, I guess I am, but I ain't surprised at the same time. Another big thing that always made her feel disrespected, unloved, like I thought she was less important than me, was that despite how I meant it in my head, I would listen and my agenda always came first. That I wanted to do or felt that I needed to, or felt that things needed to be done, my things were more important than her and our two girls. And I can completely relate to that. Yeah. Because I didn't even do that on purpose. I, a, I was out chasing something, trying to provide a better opportunity for our family. When what did my family need? They needed me. Mm -hmm. So the things I thought I was doing, it it wasn't, I wasn't helping anything. <clears throat> so I emailed him back and I said, great idea using the love language tool. What else is great is that she's willing to participate, bro. Jeannie has some thoughts for you as well. I've been out of town, so she will get back with you soon. I expect you'll be formulating your plan and communicating with your wife about what your intentions are. Because that is very important. If you're going to change and it has something to do with your spouse, you're going to need to let her know. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. I'll go win. And he says, I really appreciate your help on this. I look forward to hear, hearing what Jeannie has to say. It will be awesome to hear another woman's take, which I couldn't, I couldn't agree with more. Stay with me, guys. I know it's a lot of reading, okay? But uh, just there's a there's a point to this, you know, and I, I want to make sure that you guys understand when we email you, we are putting a lot of thought into how we can help. So this is from Jeannie to Jack, our proverbial Jack and his Jill. Hi, sorry it's taken so long to get back to you. As Quincy mentioned... He was out of town, and I was holding down the fort. My apologies for taking so long, but appreciate your understanding. Our home life is, for lack of a better word, chaotic. I'm so glad you reached out to us. Though we are in no way the perfect marriage, I'm certain we can direct you 
to some great tools and hopefully get your marriage on track to being the best it's ever been. First, I agree with Quincy in having you ask your wife what her three things are to making her feel like a priority. I have no doubt she and your girls are your priority or you wouldn't have reached out. But her feeling that way is a very different thing. Also, awesome job using the love language assessment. Funny how we think we remember or we know. um, And the seasons of life change things a bit. So, I would have a few questions for her. Acts of service means something different to everyone. Quincy is extremely independent and acts of service has always been something he's great at. But not so good at accepting. Until his surgeries when he had to have help. And people did things for us that that he couldn't at that time. Oh, that, that he couldn't at that time. An example: people came to maintain our yard, put up Christmas lights, repair things around the house, <clears throat> because he could, he was physically incapable. That was hard on him. Even though it spoke volumes about how loved he was, it made him feel inadequate at this at the time. So, an act of love with great intentions was hurtful to him unintentionally. Yeah, and that's because I needed to get over my freaking self. But that's just me. Well, everybody goes through that, though, because mm-hmm. when I'm down for any length of time and we have to have somebody come in and help or, you know, when I had C-sections and stuff and you had to go back to work, we had to have people come in and help with the kids. I understand that I have to heal, but it doesn't make me feel any less... Um, on top of my game because this is my domain. This is what I do. These are my kids and I have to have somebody else come in and do everything. And you know, a couple of days I'm okay. But after it's happened two, three, four times, you start chomping at the bit because I need to get off my ass and do something because this is my job. And you were the same way because after about two days, you're like, this is ridiculous. I just need to hurry up and heal so I can get up and do this. And, and it's not, trying to be a jerk about it it's just the mentality that we have as our role in the house yeah and wanting so badly to fill that role but sometimes stuff happens so that you can actually stop and see it's okay to ask for help it's okay to let people come in and bless you for if they want to and if you don't willingly accept those things you might be rejecting them is going to give them an issue because these are people that just want to help. They just want to do something nice for you. They want to show you that you're loved by not letting them do that. You're rejecting them. So it's kind of a fine line to walk, but I think sometimes life has a way of um, smacking us to tell us, knock it off. You need to let somebody do something for you. Life and experience. There is no substitute. So Jeannie continues. Now I'm not saying this is the case for you, but this is why this is why we ask, what does that look like? Because you may mean well, you may mean well, but if she's struggling internally with herself, flaws, insecurities, your good intentions can become hurtful without meaning it, without meaning to. If that's the case, a conversation can be had about what she's struggling with and how you can help her as she can process through it, how you can support or encourage her. The feeling of not being heard or feeling like your agenda takes precedence speaks volumes. Somewhere she's lost her voice, meaning her opinion was devalued or disrespected. It may not have even started with you. I felt I had no voice for many years because growing up, we were meant to be seen and not heard. As we had, 
as we had uh, children, there were more voices, louder voices, and I felt small and insignificant because everyone else knew what was best for our family, how we should raise our kids, or how we should be married. But no one knew what I was going through internally. We married young, and if you heard our journey, it was a long, hard road with lots of curves, ditches, and incidents along the way until we figured out the most important piece. Thanks for yelling, Kiki. She didn't write that in the email. That was just my, that was my part. Adlib. It's our marriage, our family, capital letters. It took me figuring out that if I didn't speak up, no one would hear me. And it took Quincy learning to say, this is what I hear you saying. Is this what you mean? Am I understanding you correctly? And if not, he tells me to explain it again. I truly want to understand. And we talk through it until he, until he's repeating back as how he heard it is what I really meant. Another example, if you've listened to the episode when we spoke of pleasing one another sexually, I used to immediately think service when he was really asking for, uh, what he was really asking for was intimacy. That was a hard talk, but we kept at it until I understood what he was asking me, uh, what he was asking me for was a connection, not just action. Intimacy, not mechanics. We had a couple who were helping a while back, who we were helping a while back. I'm searching for the episode uh, for you. It's been a while, but she stayed home with their young children, and he worked all, all day. He comes home, starts doing the dishes, running laundry, helping with tasks around the house, helping to get her out, ho- hoping around the house to help her out. Acts of service was her language. However, everything he did made her feel like a failure because she was taking care of two toddlers and the house was a mess. So she thought he felt he had to pick up her slack, pointing out her inability to balance her responsibilities. And that was her interpretation. He meant no such thing. He was trying to help. See how things get confused, though? After talking with us, he did as we're telling you, we're telling you, and asked questions. Come to find out, she preferred he would come home, bathe the kids, play with them, then get them ready for bed so she could finish her to-do list, so to speak, and then they could have quiet time together when they were both done. This made her feel accomplished in completing her daily obligations while giving him time with the kids and her a break. Kids are great, but tiring sometimes. <laughs> Freaking say the least. <clears throat> but it's good. I love it. I love it. That was another part that was not in the letter, just my uh, color commentary. And then they had time together, stress-free, because she was no longer upset or worrying about, uh, worrying that things were undone or worried that she... Uh, that worried that he thought she couldn't handle the job of an at-home mom. So, the question I'd ask her wife, if I were you, what does acts of service mean to her and what does it look like? And be specific. Number two, what is it that makes her feel like she's not heard? Listen intently. Was there a specific time that she didn't feel heard and it hurt her? That's often a place where resentment begins. And three, 
What does quality time look like? Does she need more quiet dinners out where she can talk with you and reconnect? This is my FYI. This is mine, FYI. Quincy thought going to the movies <laughs> and going out was quality, yeah, was quality time when what I wanted to do was go to dinner or on a drive and talk about things that were important to me or dreams we have. When we became parents, we lost that friendship and intimate conversation, and I don't just mean sexual conversation, though we have those too. It's important to know what her idea of quality time is and make that a priority as well. Here's an example, then I'll let you go for now. One, quality time, intimate conversations, long drives, dinners out, hockey games, just us, concerts, experiences, just the two of us, no kids. Now, you put hickey games, so I don't know if he got the wrong impression or not. We're if sucking all over. If he's to the podcast, he knows I'm talking about hockey. Especially if it says game. I don't know. You're a dirty girl. Could be talking about hickey, too. Uh, number you two. You don't mark my skin. Don't even try. <laughs> number two, physical touch. Although sex is a huge part of that for me, it's holding hands, uh, a hand on my back, a physical connection of some sort with Quincy, especially in crowds or public spaces. It helps me feel grounded, gives me a sense of security and value, makes me feel special. And then number three, words of affirmation. I need to hear he appreciates what I do for him and the family. I need the encouragement and the praise. It helps ramp down my intention. It, it helps ramp down my internal dialogue. ESPN distracted me with that, that alert. <laughs> my internal dialogue, uh, dialogue and, then, and the negatives that come along with life in general. I often feel like I'm failing because I don't get everything done or stuff gets pushed back because of life interfering. And his words of affirmation, gratitude, and pointing out what I've done or how good I make him feel helps me tremendously. I know this is a long-winded, I know this is long-winded, but I hope it helps. Please let me know if you have any questions or anything. Sincerely, Jeannie. Or as your doctor said, Jean. Shut up. <laughs> and then, um, and then he responded, Jeannie. Jean. Please do not apologize. You have, you have, hold on a second. I'm going to say this. You have life and family, and just replying to me means a lot. Wow, some really, really good food for thought. It's always good to hear other opinions or takes on things. I can see how a lot of my intentions and actions come across as harmful, I mean as hurtful, even though I had no intentions. But for you to share a story and give a real example helps me to understand it to a different level. I would really appreciate if you find the episode. I think we're still looking for that episode. I couldn't we find are. it. We haven't had time to actually like thumb through every single one of them, but we, yeah, we're trying to find it. Because it's a Jack and Jill, and there's several Jack and Jills, so... I'm not always the best at getting our producer the show notes because I just need to improve there, and that would greatly help the search that we were both going through. I know we both spent some time and uh, just kind of screwed it up, so 
I'm sorry that we haven't found that episode yet, but uh, we'll continue to look unless you find it. Um, and then listeners out there, if you recall the episode, please send it to me so I can get it to this gentleman sooner. Help me help you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mama. Um, I will look myself. That story is extremely relatable for us and me. Even though my wife and me both work 40-plus hours a week, I come home and automatically go to dishes, clean the kitchen floors, etc. Because it's what I know I can do. Uh, it's what I know I can do good. But when I sat down and asked her, what is acts of service for you? She said almost the same thing. Help me with the kids. Play with them. Give them a bath and get them ready for bed and all that. So she can finish her paperwork and whatever she needs uh, whatever she needs for work. Ingenious. I mean, it's just something. It seems so simple, but there we just all have blind spots. We can't see it. You know and what I honestly, mean? Honestly, the housework will still be there. Your kids are not going to be there forever. They're little. They're growing. Even now, ours are teenagers. They're growing. We take advantage of every moment we have. Just in their, their last break, I kept kind of coming down on myself because I wasn't spending time writing. I wasn't spending time, you know, doing other things. I wasn't jumping them about their chores like we normally do. But I had made an agreement. We're going to do a Harry Potter marathon. And so each day we watched two movies. And that's all we did. And I know well, was... it, it's a lazy thing, but it meant something to them to just stop everything. Yeah, especially when you're going to spend time with them. Um well, look how much our kids enjoyed when we flipped our schedule. And when you would come home and you would take over and you would play or make sure they're getting their baths or start, you know, running the, the yeah. cycle and let me go take a bath for 30 minutes and get mom out of the room. They were a completely different group of kids and they fought over, I mean, something as stupid as taking your socks off your feet or who got to sit on dad's lap. Even now, as teenagers, I'm sitting by dad for dinner. Yeah. You know, it's still... It just changed their mindset and how they view us and how they view you. And they look forward to that now. I agree. And for me, once the kids get to a certain age and I start them young, they're going to start doing crap around this house. <laughs> and there's only so much of that sit around and watch TV bull crap I'm going to take until it's like no TV, no music, no nothing until y'all get the house clean. And that takes an hour or so. And then they're back at watching TV. So that's just me. Get your crap done. You want to burn my electricity? You want to burn my cable subscription or whatever? Get the freaking work. Anyway, I will need to dig in. I will need to dig more into making her feel valued. There are some things in her life I could see uh, that would be a major contributor to that issue. But it's my job as her husband to make her feel loved, valued, respected, cherished. I fully believe that if I can work towards uh, being a husband, I know she deserves the husband that is truly by her side to honor her and to love her, to lift her up. A lot of our other issues won't, necessar won't necessarily fix themselves, but will help things fall into place and help me gain momentum, trust, and credibility. I want to thank you and Quincy again for your help. I will think more and more and continue to look for that episode. Please, if you have any more ideas, 
I am always a sponge to learn. Like I say, this is my kind of guy right here. <laughs> um, and then it says, thank you so much. Now, one thing I'll say is it being his job as her husband to make her feel these things, kind of yes, but kind of no. Because she's she has to be willing to open herself and receive that. True. But overall, this this email, this listener who had the courage to send us an email and ask for help, you can tell that this guy who we are referring to as Jack, you can tell he's a student of the game. He's trying to find these answers based on our uh, our podcast, our method, our mission. And when we give him some insight, he's like, oh, I remember this. I remember this. This is a good suggestion. And he takes these tools and he's applying them. Now, what's the outcome going to be? I don't know. But what I do know is he's better prepared. He's better equipped to, to determine and to open lines of communication with his wife. And she was a willing participant which tells me she loves him and she wants things to change. And that's what that was what was so encouraging to me is is not just the initial email but the back and forth that we had and him being willing to open up his vision and to try something new or to accept a different perspective. Because like I say some of the guys some of the guys are real hard-headed. And, and some of these guys were have been separated from their wife, you know, sleeping in, in different rooms in their home. And I'm trying, look, I'm trying to put out there what I believe can begin the pathway to help. And they'll get pissed at me. I don't know if it's because I'm not giving them the answer they want. I'm not justifying for them any particular situation. You might situation. not be agreeing with what they think the problem is. True. And I, I myself, am about taking, you know, personal responsibility. Sometimes in a relationship, it's not all on you. You may be a contributing factor, but there may be something bigger going on with your spouse that you're just not aware of. Things that they need more help than a podcast can give. There are circumstances where, you know, I've suggested counseling. Go get some professional help. There are times where, you know... Jeannie and I could sit um, on a Zoom meeting with somebody, with a couple, and say, okay, tell us what you got going on, let us hear it, we'll digest it, and maybe we can give you some perspective. That's fine. But there are situations, and this is I don't believe this is one of them. Of course, we don't have all the information, but there are situations where it needs to go to another level. But I've said this so many times on going on four years now. You need two parties that are willing to work with each other. So if you have that, you're open to be coached. You're not just looking for somebody to tell you what you want to hear, but to give you some reality and some perspective. We are the people that can help you with that. And we have a we have a unique opportunity with this podcast. Um Generally, when we I tell people 
that we have a marriage podcast, they automatically assume it's going to be really churchy and religious. And I've said it, I've said it many times, you know, we're, we're both of the Christian faith, but we don't do a Christian podcast. Not we do the way a, other people would do a Christian podcast, put it that way. We do a podcast about marriage and relationships. Exactly. Um, and you, you will probably see this year another podcast come out from the Q-Dog. And uh, it's going to be a little different. But it's going to be great. Believe me. Oh, Lord. Okay. With that being said, that is the journey part of this um, this particular uh, story. And we're going to come back and give you uh, a game plan episode. And basically break down the steps so that you can apply them. And then we'll take that and make it a playbook, which is how you take these and incorporate them into what you're doing. Got anything else to say, honey? Nope. Hey, again, you, bro, you're listening, and you said, Quincy just read my email out loud. A, I didn't mention your name, but B, what a learning experience. I am so proud of you for having the courage to email, so mega, 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 mega kudos to you. Me and Jeannie might even give you and your wife a 30-minute Zoom without having to enter a contest. That's how impressed I am at you being a student of the game. Um, but with that being said, she's Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran. Ah, oh, crap. Did I talk about American beef on this podcast? Yes, you did in the very beginning. You already did your soapbox. You're good. Okay, good. I didn't make a note here. Uh, if you're American, buy American beef. If you're Brazilian, buy local Brazilian beef. If you're in, what's some, one of the weirdest countries we've heard of? Some of these countries that people listen in. You can't call them weird. They listen to our show. You're not weird. The name of your country is, okay? And I can say that. Because it's my podcast. <laughs> but there are some, some countries that I have never heard of in my life that I have to Google and find out where they are. With that being said, I'm Quincy. She's Jeannie. She's Jeannie. I'm Quincy. And this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? you got to live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.